Thanks for joining us today on Cece and Doc Talk, where we talk about everything under the sun. You never know quite what you're going to get, but you'll always be entertained. So today we're going to talk about what makes our relationship successful. And we've been together 20 years, but the idea actually came from is because Cece says that we needed to do a happy 20th anniversary special because it's our anniversary. Happy anniversary. And I didn't have no idea where she was going with that. So I immediately launched into some ideas. And so from, from my perspective, I'll just go first. No, it was your idea. Sweetie, that's what so. makes our relationship work. You always get to go first. <laughs> well, and as, every, every, as long as I do everything your way, then it's fine. So that is so. true also. <laughs> <laughs> there is some truth to both of these. I go first. I usually come up with the crazy ideas. You tell me all the reasons why that won't work and why that is <laughs> stupid and crazy. And then you go, no, here's what we should do. You know, hey, you know, I, anyway, I can't even give an example mm. of that one. But you're, that is very true. You're making me sound very bossy. At times. <laughs> Again, as long as I'm willing to go along with being you being the boss, it works great. Actually, that's that's not entirely true. Do you remember so that back in the back when we first got together, we had a roommate who um we that that was that was a friend of ours and it was funny, she was actually the one that pointed out that both of us were alpha. Because if you recall, you and she synced up period wise. And we always thought it was so weird that you and I never synced period-wise. Not, not, not all those years together before menopause, we never synced. And so we're both we, alpha. We both decided <laughs> that we were alpha. So there are some things that I'm in charge. You know, I definitely am in charge. I'm the boss. You know, it's my way or the highway, you know. And there are other things that you are definitely in charge. It's, you know, your way, I go along, et cetera. So I, I, do, think there's, I do think there's kind of an equal distribution of power, which is why we have also always preferred the word partner, even though we are officially spouses and, and married, but you and I have been wives in heterosexual relationships and we never felt like that was a very equitable word there's I think traditional just... roles that get uh, assumed with that right so we we to this day we still prefer partners right. and as it is you know being a lesbian people are always like which one of you is the guy and which one of you is the girl yeah, which like, one takes on the traditional roles like no it doesn't work that way so partner has always worked with us but of so course in bed you take on the traditional roles, <laughs> sweetie after 20 years and menopause there ain't, there ain't nothing, nothing happening, happening but, sleeping it, but sleeping. I know. We do what normal people do in bed. We sleep. We sleep. <laughs> and we do a lot of it. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. All right. So true. back to you. You were going somewhere with this, and I just took us off on a tangent. Well, begin as, as long as I follow your lead, I'm good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you were to describe what makes our relationship successful in one word. One word? One word. Oh, my. My one word would be Respect. I think we have very incredibly deep respect for one another. And what that looks like in action is we don't use sarcasm that is degrading and at the other person's expense. Yeah. It's not targeted um, towards one another. We really want to hear what the other person has to say, usually once you have their attention, because if we're talking in the other room, I can't hear you. And you can't hear me. And <laughs> or if we, you're on we, your phone trying to follow up on a text or an email. Or yeah, whatever, if you don't have my attention, then I'm, it's not fair game to, you know. Right. Um, but I think we, we do want to hear what the other person has to say. And that brings us back to we talk a lot. 
we absolutely talk a lot. Clearly. And, and even when we first got together and we were figuring out, are we crossing this line or not? What did we do? We didn't like jump in the sacks and a sack and, uh, you know, immediately have this like passionate romance. What did we do? We sat down and talked about well, it. Well, that's what girls do. You know, the implications. What are we doing? Is this a, you know, anyway, is it a one-time thing? Is it a forever thing? We sat and we talked about it. <laughs> so we talk. We talk about everything sometimes before we do. So anyway, do you have one word? And I'll shut up and listen. <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually really like the word partnership. I really think we have a very equitable partnership in, in, in all ways. You know, I think in terms of the division of power, I think in terms of the division of responsibilities and duties, I think in terms of the, um, again, the mutual respect that we have for one another, um, even our skill sets, I think are very complementary and, and very equal. And so I think partnership really does describe us in so many ways. And then, you know, we're partners in business, we're partners in life, we're partners in this podcast. We, we are, we are truly partners in every sense of the word. Well, that's because I'm codependent. <laughs> <laughs> because co is actually my last name. So Codependent. I am codependent. <laughs> you forgot to we say always, happily codependent. Okay, I'm happily codependent. And, and you know, and, and you want you once defined codependency as I don't even remember now how it I was, defined it. Did you know, I define where you it? where you feel like you're having to uh, give up part of yourself in an unhealthy way. And as long as you and I are aware, uh, conscious of the fact that we are codependent on one another. I mean, we, we hardly go anywhere without one another. It's like, I'm going to the store. Are you going with me? You know? Um, we go to gynecology appointments together. We I did mean, our colonoscopy appointments together. Yeah, I mean, we, we just do everything together. And we so... We always have 20 years of doing everything together. And, and yet... Both of us traveled for a living separately as well as together. Certainly, we liked it more when we were together, but we were, we all, we have, the, you and I have the ability. So I think this is what makes our codependency a bit unique to the, <clears throat> to the bad codependency. And why we call it happily codependent is you and I have the ability to be independent, to not be lonely or, you know, and, and to be very self entertaining when we're alone. We have the ability to be alone with ourselves, to be our own best friend. We choose to be together the majority of the time because we enjoy each other's company. Well, and, and, and it's, it's a great point. I love that. Um, and we, we do operate that way. Um, I, I remember when we were on traveling a lot for a living and we had this whole discussion around, you know, sometimes when you land, then you end up connecting with a client and you end up going to dinner and you're in a different time zone and it gets late. And at what point do you check in with one another? Right. And there was a difference between feeling obligated to check in and wanting to check in. Right. And so we came to the conclusion early that, you know, if you have the permission that things go sideways with travel or whatever, you know, from a safety perspective and somebody's concerned about you and haven't heard in hours, at least check in. Um, but you do it out of respect. Sure. And we wanted to, you know, and, you know, sometimes it would be late nights and, you know, you're, and you may not hear from me for hours or whatever it was, but just know that I'm okay and I'll send you a text when I'm back in my room. Right. Um, well, and it's certainly a lot easier now in the world of technology that we live in. I mean, let's face it, you and I were dinosaurs in the world of travel. So, you know, we were traveling 
back before cell phones and texting really became prevalent. And so, you know, back then it was about picking up the phone and calling and checking in. And so it wasn't as easy. We didn't have as easy access to as a text. connect with one another, but we definitely, I remember very distinctly having that conversations because we, you and I were both married before and we felt very obligated to, you know, check in at certain times with the exes because of you know, whatever reason, but with one another, it, it really was very much an understanding. I also think it helped that both of us traveled separately for a living too, because I, I understood that, you know, it gets late and you're with a client, you know, I had the same, you know, we do the same, we did the same thing. So I had the same experiences. And so I think it's a little easier because we knew what the other person was literally going through because we'd walked in those shoes. Right. I think sometimes when somebody's sitting at home waiting for the phone call and they've never been out or they're questioning what, right. What's happening. Right. So because there's an implied trust, right? I mean, the level of trust we had, right. Well, it's so huge. I also think that it really, really helps that, you and I are not jealous people. I don't, not with each other, not with previous partners. We're not jealous people. So we don't operate that way anyway. We don't have that underlying kind of trust issue to wonder what's happening, you know, could something be happening, et cetera. We just, we just aren't, that's just not who we are. Well, the only time I would get jealous is if you were out on the road and you'd go to a really nice steakhouse and tell me what you were eating. And I'm at home eating a bowl of cereal because I don't really make myself my own food. I would get jealous then. But, but in terms of jealous of what you were doing and, and wondering now, you know. Right. And, I, and I, think that's, I think that's a unique, a unique quality that we have in our relationship as well is that, that inherent trust and lack of jealousy and lack of wondering, you know, what, what's going on when I'm not there. So again, back to the unhealthy codependency versus what we consider our healthy codependency yeah. is, you know, unhealthy codependent people, they do wonder, you know, what's happening when I'm not there. So they feel the need to be with the other person so that they know what's going on and they're not threatened by that. You and I, it, it, it's a completely different yeah. brand of that. You know, the other part that we realized is, when you, had, when you were making up a story of why you were late before you even pulled in the driveway, that's an unhealthy relationship. Right. right? Because I don't wanna be making up a story uh, before I even walk in the door because I know you're gonna be upset about something. I, w I want the full freedom to be able to come home and just be excited to see you. Right. Not be wondering, you know, I was like, all right, I got my story made up. And, and <laughs> well, and I, I don't think you mean like making up a story like it's make believe. I think you mean like actually trying to, trying to justify mentally... while I'm late right. or why I, why I took one more client call or right. I said I'd be home at six and now I'm not going to be here till seven and having that whole lit, <laughs> you know, the whole litany of all of the reasons why it's a little bit later than expected or whatever it is. But, we talked about if you have to make up, if you're already thinking of your excuses and the rationale because something didn't go as planned, it's unhealthy. Totally. And I remember you went to lunch shortly after you got divorced mm -hmm. and your lunch went hour after hour <laughs> after hour because it was, it was with a friend that you hadn't spent time with in, in a long time, in years. I love you, Rayanne. <laughs> and the two, and you felt obligated to check in because that's what it was before. We had a long conversation. It's like, you don't have to check in. You're out, I mean, you're out with your friend, enjoy. I didn't, so we, we, we had to um, kind of readjust some expectations early. 
And I think that brings to mind some very specific things around values. So you and I share very similar values and one of both of our top values is freedom, right? So that's exactly what you're talking about is having the freedom to do what you need to do and know that your partner, you know, respects and understands that sometimes that's going to be, you know, 20 minutes and sometimes there's going to be a check-in and sometimes there's not going to be a check-in and there's not a need to justify like you said, or rationalize that behavior. But so going back to the whole idea of shared values, you and I really do share a lot of values. In fact, ingenuity I, is we almost one. have the same as when we've done values work, we've almost got the same list one through five, even when we've done them independently, which is truth be told, probably a little unusual for couples. I mean, we, we really are very well in alignment with one another. So, you know, I, one of the things that I would suggest if you're trying to find common ground with your partner or spouse is, or your girlfriend or boyfriend is really look at those shared values and how you connect on that right. side of things. You know, I remember when we talked about the freedom thing is, and, and this may come across as very wrong, but within the right context, it makes sense. And that is, you know, we were able to live as if we were single, right. but respect the fact that we were not. Right. So we could have some of that freedom. If you wanted to go out and go to the bar with your friends and have a beer or whatever, go have a good time, whether I'm with you or not. Right. And, but not putting those constraints and restraints on one another. To be clear, set your, set your gay stereotypes aside. She's not saying we had an open relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, you have the freedom to live single in a sweetie, sexual can I way. A, can I have a girlfriend, sweetie? <laughs> <laughs> Only if I, no. Okay. So moving right along. That's funny. I, I never call you sweetie. I've called you sweetie four times during this conversation. That's, That's so okay, weird. pumpkin. <laughs> okay, darling. Let's All right. move on. Okay, blueberry. Let's go. <laughs> Um, okay, I <laughs> pork chop. You know, I also remember very early. Okay, spaghetti. Here we go. You know, I don't remember one person uh, in our work world that said, "Is there nothing that you two are not compatible?" That was uh, my dad, actually. I remember it from from Carol. I guess we, I guess we've been asked that more than once. Is there any way that the two of you are not compatible? <laughs> you know what? Twenty years later, I'm still thinking about that. Now, now there are there are times that. You know, we'll be helping one another with a project and I'll go, hey, can you grab this here? And I'm thinking you're going to grab it with your right hand and twist it to that direction and you immediately grab it with your left hand. So no matter what I'm thinking, you come at it from a completely different approach than I think you're coming at it with. And I'm like, could so, you be a little bit more clear in your instruction, please? I'm like, I thought I was. It's right there in my head. Can't you read it? <laughs> no, I can't oh. see in there. So, so I think... Use your words. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, like all of a sudden going from traveling weekly for, for a living to not... All of a sudden, we both adjusted. Boom. Here we are. I know. It, it, it is so funny. You know, when, when the pandemic started, we literally flipped that switch overnight to being... And, and we were, you know, world travelers. We were on the road almost every week. And there was always a you know, business trip mixed in with a personal trip mixed in with some other kind of trip and some other kind of... So there was always a family member with us or something going on and some it kind was of... chaos. Some, we had... And, and we'll... I'm, I'm sure there will be an entire podcast about chaos, but... We, it was so funny though, because we were both actually tremendously exhausted when COVID hit. And I think it was ultimately a tremendous relief to both of us to just be absolutely grounded and not have to make any excuses for why we weren't going anywhere, doing anything, not on a plane, not, not doing a social event, not Now we filled every moment with something else. And we started new businesses <laughs> and we were still working 16, 18 hour days and my work went crazy. 
And we have an entire basement or section in our basement that is desig designated to luggage. And there yep. were times that we, I, I know me personally, I would have three different suitcases packed uh -huh. because of different directions. Come home in between. We were only 30 minutes from the Denver airport. Set one suitcase in the door, spend the night, have dinner, say hi, and the next day off again. Come back, switch out, and have the third suitcase ready to go. Yep. It was pretty relentless. I mean, you know, I'm 1. million miles, actual miles flown, 1.5 million, all domestic. I know, which is crazy. It's absurd. Crazy, crazy. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the suitcase thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm so thrilled to not have to buy three tubes of mascara. One for my bag, one for your bag, one for the extra bag. <laughs> one for at home, and then we lose one. Maybe it was five tubes of mascara. And whenever you let me borrow something, I always lost it, so there was a fourth one in reserve. It's just, you know? it's just nice. To, but anyway, I think the point was we just adapted. And, and so there's another strength that I think we have in our relationship is that we're tremendously adaptable. Yeah. We really adapt well to change and, and even in our current life situation crisis. I mean, we, yeah. it, it, we don't, it doesn't mean we like it and it doesn't necessarily mean we, we you know, want it and, and, and try to make that, but we do adapt well. And I think, that's, I think that's huge. You have to be adaptable and you have to be resilient in this day and age. Otherwise, you know, the, the world can kill you, <laughs> especially when you're an empath. I mean... Really? I have the cancer to prove it. <laughs> oh, it's just painful. Oh, and adapting to that. We're learning. Oh, I'm so screwed up. Anyway, um, I was going to state, the other thing we do really well is we share all the responsibilities and duties. We do. You go to the grocery store, I go to the grocery store. We both share in the kitchen, um, laundry room, um, projects, households, whatever else. We both jump in. And, and now it's not that we don't correct each other because I will reload the dishes after you. You will correct the laundry settings and make sure the dryer is on a different. And then I'm like, you I know what? On. You do you. I'm out. Like I, yeah. once you start, once you start micromanaging that stuff, I'm like, okay, you're up because I'm yeah. out. But you know, but but again, I, I mean, it's better to walk away and just let you do your thing. If you really don't like it, you know, the way it's done, just here, I'll let you do it. So I mean, you know, that's that's okay, right? I think so. Sure. So, you know, and I agree with that. I mean, and, and for the most part, I can do, I can do most of the things that you do and you can do most of the things that I do. Now, there are some projects that you prefer and, and I don't prefer. I could do it, but I don't really want to. So, you know, I'm like glad this. you like it. Um, well, like putting all these podcasts and starting new businesses and all the technology in the house, you do it. That'd be me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just go right here, click all these things and blah, 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 blah. And it works like this. And right. I go... Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. Building garages, managing contractors, handling all their excuses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That would be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me call them and see what their latest round of excuses are. Oh, didn't we say that was an unhealthy relationship earlier? All right. There's one more thing that's coming to mind that I want to talk about in this. Equal love. Ah, uh, yeah. And, you know, there are times that in relationships and this isn't all relationships but in many relationships you can see or you can know from your perspective that one person is more in love with the other or at least you and I sometimes feel like we interpret that 
from some relationship. So we should say, you know, this is really... You see that one person just adores the other, and the other one is kind of like, all right, you know, I'm right. tolerating this other person. I mean, I don't want everybody super over-scrutinizing their relationships. This is truly like the world according to Cece and Doc right now. Well, okay, so I'll go back. I knew that when I got married, sorry, Bob, um, I could tell he was more in love with me than I might have been with him. And I loved him. And and so and we had a, a great marriage, but there was there was just a little bit of an inequity in terms of what I considered as the value of love in terms of that inherent passionate adore level, and and I think that well you were also secretly looking for the right woman, but you didn't realize that at the time. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. These podcasts would be easier if none of our friends and family were listening to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> my point being is you and I, I think, fell in love to an equal level early. Now, in the beginning, and I've mentioned this to you, you know, I wondered, oh my gosh, is she falling in love with me? You know, am I falling in love with her because she's the first woman to really cross the line of being this lesbian, this hardcore lesbian relationship, an open relationship with me? Was it you hardcore? I, was it that yeah. hardcore? I mean, both no, of us are hardcore. I, but, I'm definitely a lipstick lesbian, so I don't know. But. Right. But I mean, you know, so I did. I mean, it's like, all right, am I, am I falling in love with you because you're willing to go there with me? And I was, I was able to dispel that myth of my own to go, no, I mean, I really, I just absolutely adore you. Well, you were also, I think, well, okay, so again, we're going to, at some point, we'll and do another just, podcast. You just adored my abs. That <laughs> I did. I really, well, what I really did was I coveted your abs. They're, they're abs that I could never in my entire life have because we have very different body types. And so what I really did was I just, I admired them to the point of coveting. So I figured if I can't have them, if I, if she's, you know, if she's my partner, then I can have them by, you know, osmosis or, you know, whatever. Um, there was someplace I was going to go when you were talking about... Um, that we both adore each other. and Well, and, and oh, now I remember. So, you know, I, I agree with you, but, you know, you were also holding back initially because the way that we came to this relationship, and as I said, we'll have a podcast at some point about the, that whole saga and soap opera, but the way that we came to this relationship... I think, you know, initially it, it would have been easy for both of us to go, okay, is this for real or is this just, you know, a passionate release of something that neither of us really knew we were carrying around this, you know, this idea of, of being with another woman and, and, um, and, and things like that. And so I think you were holding back just a little bit just in case it wasn't what you thought it was. But I think deep down we both knew that, you know, this was a, this was a 20 year, 30 year, 40 year, 50 year relationship potential. I think I was just more willing to embrace it initially and you were holding back a little bit. Do you remember we were laying on the hammock in the backyard, Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. and you started pounding on my chest. Well, in a, you know, <laughs> we use whatever. Don't take these words to the compliance level. In a gentle level. way. In a gentle way. You were like, hey, and you're like, for this it wasn't like Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, you said for this relationship to work, you have to open up all the way and give it everything. And I remember I went, you mean this rusty, heavy door that's kind of like, <laughs> it doesn't want to open? Yes, and, that one. And you said yes. 
And I did, I kicked that door open and got on the dance floor. And 20 years later, here we are. That's right. And it doesn't feel like 20 years. Like, I don't we know don't, where 20 years went. We don't argue much. Well, okay, we bicker on occasion. Again, that's when I don't do what you want me to do. Actually, I don't really, I truly think, I, I agree with you. Like, we didn't have an argument, not even any kind of bickering or nitpicking for at least 10 years. And then, you know, I mean, I think nor most most people thought and that you was... you tolerating me? No. <laughs> <laughs> most people just thought that was crazy abnormal, right? And, and it was our normal. And then I think, you know, certain life events happen sometimes and, you know, stresses. And then you and I do do a great job of, of creating chaos in our lives. And so some, some of that sort of seeped in and, and we had some of that. But to your point earlier, we never really lost any respect for one another and we still didn't use that biting sarcasm and we were so purposeful when we left our marriages to and and then came to this when, when we left our heterosexual marriages and we came to this relationship as a as a homosexual couple we were so hell-bent on making sure we didn't bring those bad dynamics and bad habits that we'd had in those relationships to this one. So we worked very hard at We were at very that. purposeful with our words, right. not saying stuff that would trigger one another, um, always, again, back to that respect and listening and trusting and being curious. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about that before I respond. Um, and those are hard things to, to implement. Absolutely. And both of us were really good students of the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So don't take things personally. Always do your best. Be don't make assumptions and be impeccable with your words. And so we sort of lived by those principles. We spent some time in the beginning as well creating our guiding principles to our relationship. We and we would come back every month and revisit them. How are we doing with this? How are we, re how are we doing with that? And we we. We spoke some, you know, it's like, okay, I think I'm doing really well with this one. I could do better at this one. And we did it from a, from a personal perspective as the observer of how we're doing. And we, we made some course corrections along the way because of that. Agreed. And I think we, you know, what I would say is if you're going to create that list, again, it comes from that whole shared value perspective, right? Um, if you're going to create that list, make it short. I think the one mistake we made is our list was a laundry list because... We do have a tendency to overcomplicate and maximize everything, so we did. Um, so you know, keep your list keep your list short and succinct. But it it it's a great tool for for building a positive, you know, respectful relationship. Absolutely, I think it's great. I think we should wrap this up so you can go pound on my chest. <laughs> uh, yeah. With that, have a wonderful day. Make your relationship the best it can be. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, Happy, Happy anniversary! Da, 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 da. I do love you and adore you. I love you and adore you too. Mwah. Mwah. I can't believe we got through that entire podcast and we forgot to mention that it was also your birthday today. It's my birthday? It's your birthday. That's right. It's my birthday. You're, Another year you're, younger. You're X, X years old. <laughs> <laughs> Many decades. I actually love getting older, just to let you know. I loved when I turned 40, and I loved when I turned 50. Um, I'm turning 56. You are. And I'm surprised you admitted that. Oh, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm not sure when I hit 70 or 80, but I know I'll love those too. And 90. And I'm absolutely going to love turning 100. So, um, so I'm, 
I'm about halfway there. So because we've been a little preoccupied with some other things in our life that we've mentioned in other podcasts, <clears throat> cancer, um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give you the only birthday present that I've, I've got for you. Let's hear it. It's the Marilyn Monroe version. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amy. Happy birthday to you. Wow, thank you. You you have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. That's all you get, though. I didn't even get you a card. That's all right. I love you. I have to do something nice for you on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite thing to do. It is. (laughs) It is. I love you. Happy birthday and happy anniversary. Happy anniversary and thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to CC and Doc Talk. We'd love for you to follow us on social media at CC and Doc. That's C C N D O C. And you can visit our website at ccandoc.com. We also take monthly donations to support this broadcast if you're so inclined. We'd love to hear your comments, suggestions, and questions, and we'll do our best to respond. Thanks, and have a fantabulous day.